Hey there. If you're anything like me, you have dreams you want to make reality or goals you want to achieve. But let's face it, time is not on your side. You're busy, you're tired. And when in the world would you carve out the amount of time you would need to achieve anything above and beyond the day-to-day -day load you're already carrying? Welcome to Mom on the Fringe. I am your host, Amy Matthews Mootville. I'm a busy mom of three young children, an entrepreneur, singer, voice teacher, and lover of any old piece of furniture that needs restoration. I am here to support you, encourage you, and give you tactical tips and tools to help you find those hidden pockets of time in your busy week and use that time to your advantage. Let's get started. Take 500. I'm serious, guys. Do you know how many times I've tried to record this intro today to talk to you? It's like everything is against me. And I just wanted to come to you today transparent and talk about how hard it is sometimes to do the things we want to do and that we set out to do in our lives. This week, we are talking about beginning. And isn't beginning the hardest step? They always say that, that just starting is the hardest part of anything. And in episode 15, which is actually the beginning of my week this week, when I'm talking about this idea of beginning, I talked to you about the fact that my daughter was needing a shirt, a white t-shirt with red flowers, and we couldn't find that shirt. And I had to get going with recording my podcast episodes and getting everything done. And I was literally just so frustrated by the fact that I needed to do this. And she was stalling me and sabotaging me, or that's how I felt. And then I went on to just discuss in episode 16, this idea of developing consistency and really making something an everyday priority in our lives in order to get a habit formed that we just crave it and want to do it. So I want to continue this conversation today um, and, and actually finish out this story about um, my students and about how the end result always seemed to be predictable with my students who didn't follow these directions. And it's funny because I didn't necessarily, at least initially, um, apply this principle to my own life. I saw this for years in teaching, but I didn't see it in myself. And so I think it's really interesting to talk about. So if you haven't listened yet to episode 16, go back and listen to that before you come back and listen to this. So the interesting part about this is the end result with my students was almost always the same. I would ask them to do something and then the ones who did it were really successful and the ones who did it their own way and bucked the system, at least initially, were usually the ones that ended up not continuing with lessons. At least that's in my experience. And in my 20 years of teaching private voice lessons, I could always predict these students. 
and what would end up happening. So these same students that came to me eager to learn and become amazing singers. Usually that's what they wrote down on their little form. I want to be an amazing singer. They soon lost the desire to practice consistently and inevitably ended up quitting lessons and moving on to something else that piqued their interest. This was after a very short amount of time that they began lessons with me too. That it, it sometimes wouldn't even take a month and they'd be on to the next thing. Sometimes it would take them longer, but I saw it coming every single time. It was so predictable, in fact, that I had to keep a rotating roster of new students coming in my studio in order to stay afloat financially because there were so few students who actually stayed with the program and continued lessons when they would hit a wall. So basically, I would have three types of students coming into my lessons. There's the predictable, eager starters, like I just mentioned, that never followed directions or gave practicing much effort. Actually, some of them didn't practice at all. And they would tell me that their practicing session was during our lesson, which I always thought was funny because that was a very expensive practice session. And these students would eventually fizzle out and continue, you know, looking for another thing that they wanted to do. And then the student, the other students who would come to me, um, they would come just to prepare for maybe an audition or do something upcoming. So they wouldn't continue lessons over a long period of time, but they would just come when they needed to, to do something that required help. And then the ones that are very few and far between when you're teaching voice lessons, and I'm sure it's with any instrument, uh, and that did continue with me, and were the ones that, uh, that actually followed directions and did as I told them to do. And as a result of that, they would see improvements in their vocal abilities, and they would continue to do great things. And even if they didn't make it as a career, singing would become a discipline in their lives that would form other opportunities. Now, I tell you all this because I really feel like it's applicable to anything in life that we try to do. Like my students, many of you might be struggling to stay consistent with things you've started, and I certainly struggle as well. And believe me, it's okay to shop around a bit and find the right fit for you if you're looking to do something. But just don't do that for very long. The notion that there's a program or a book or a teacher or a mentor or coach or fitness studio that's going to unlock a secret door for you and help you skip all the steps everyone else has to go through is just false. It's false. The change you are looking for lies in your own commitment to become consistent in doing the same thing each and every day, little by little, over time. The idea that you can make quantum leaps in a short amount of time because you're going to be the exception and not the rule is a lie that you tell yourself. Stop giving your future self so much credit, as Michael Matthews says in his book, Thinner, Leaner, Stronger. 
You are not going to want to do it tomorrow any more than you want to do it today. You need to do it anyway. And you need to, you need to start with a penny, as Jeff Olson puts it. You need to start small and focus not on the results you're noticeably getting, but on the process you need to employ to get the results down the road. Why I love this idea so much is because we are programmed into believing that we need to do something big. And this is, I feel like a lot of times, an American mentality. I live in Texas too, and everything's big in Texas, as you know. But we always feel like we need to take huge steps. We need to take extreme action in order to see huge results. But in my opinion, that's just not the way life works. That's not the way it works for me anyways. Last March, when I finally decided to make getting fit a priority after years of stop and start workouts, I frantically text my coach, who you'll hear from this week on this week's episode with Amy and friends. I, I texted her after six solid weeks of intensive workouts and meal plans. And I said, I'm not sure this is working for me. I don't notice a difference in the way I look. And I, I definitely don't see a difference in what's on the scale. I, I, I don't think it's working. And I love her response. She wrote me back immediately and she said, Rome wasn't built in a day, Amy. <laughs> it took you how many years to get in the shape you're in? It's going to take you a while to see an improvement. Just stick with the program and you'll begin to notice a difference soon. Soon. What did that mean? <laughs> I was eager to see a result now. I felt like I had sacrificed enough. It was six weeks, darn it. But what I didn't know was soon was a lot further away than I thought it would be. Soon was actually more like three to five months. And even then, the changes I was noticing were pretty incremental, like a minute hand on the clock, right? You know it's moving, but you can't really see it moving. But fast forward a year from the time I started working out, and now I'm much stronger, and my clothes fit better, and I look and feel more energetic and fit than I've ever felt in my life. Why? Because I continued to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. There was no magic in it. There was no special formula. She would say herself, she's not the perfect coach. Maybe the training that I do there isn't the perfect training ever out there. But I did it. I stuck to it. And that's why I'm seeing results. Not because it was the perfect thing. I'm seeing results because I did it over and over and over again. Now, I don't usually make New Year's resolutions, like I said, but I set New Year's goals that I want to achieve. And I didn't say this in the last episode, but I should have. My goal for last year in 2018 was developing discipline. 
because even though I've accomplished a lot in my life by getting a degree in music education and winning a scholarship and studying abroad and getting another degree in vocal performance and doing all the things I've been doing, discipline was never really something I mastered. I mean, if I were really honest with myself, discipline was not high on my priority list. And that bugged me. So last year, I made the decision, no matter what, that I develop discipline in a few areas that I needed to improve upon. And those areas were, for me personally, I knew I needed to read my Bible. I knew I needed to read in general. I wasn't reading enough. And reading is something that really inspires me and encourages me. I also wasn't praying as much as I should have. I wasn't working out consistently. I wasn't making healthy meals consistently. And sometimes I wasn't even taking my vitamins every day. I definitely wasn't singing enough. And the list went on for me of things I wanted to become disciplined in. In the next episode of this series, which will wrap up this series, I want to talk about how it's important to just take one thing at a time that you want to change. I can't wait to talk about this because for me, I want to just do it all. And that's why New Year's resolutions are hard on people. I think we write all these things down and we go, okay, I've got a lot of work to do. And while that may be true, I really think it is a defeatist mentality to take on all these things at once. I'll never forget a good friend of mine. I was telling her about all the projects that I wanted to work on in my house. And I'm really a project person. I love trying to, to you know, paint a room or, or make something look better. And for my birthday one year, she bought me or bought me, she made for me a project notebook that I could literally put my ideas in. And she said, this will help you categorize things from importance uh, and urgency to not as important. And it'll help you plan out your projects so that you can feel like whatever you're accomplishing, that's what you're supposed to be doing right now. And you won't get so uh, caught up in all the things that you need to do at once. And that was a really beautiful gift for someone like me because I needed to break it up into steps. And that's what I want to help you do. I want to help you take one thing at a time and develop the habit of doing it rather than trying to take it all on at once. So join me tomorrow as we talk about the one thing. Thanks so much for listening. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this podcast episode. It means so much for me. And please don't forget to leave a review. Till next time. Bye-bye.